0: So, there we are. Uh, A few weeks ago, this Rachel was making an appeal for people to take turns in worship. Uh, And I think all of you have been around for my whole time here, practically, uh, to know that when we, we first moved to Wisconsin, I really felt I didn't have any kind of spiritual equilibrium, and so I wasn't gonna do anything. Then I kind of got on track and uh, tried to take one reflection every season, um, and I enjoyed that. Um, but then as Candy's condition deteriorated, I I really had to be able to be right with her. I couldn't go hide out in my office for 20 hours just to prepare a sermon. Um, And so then I kind of just dropped back. Well, now she's in memory care. Uh, I'm not back where I want to do 20 hours in my office preparing a sermon. But what I did say to to Rachel was uh, I could do Lexio Divina on the passage that i've been working on through the week, or one of the passages I usually use the the lectionary, although there was a mix up on lectionary <laughs> this Rachel and I discovered, and I, so you're getting what we got here. Uh, and one part of the Deuteronomy that I think is just really critical to remember, as we come into consider the Second Corinthians passage, is uh, all of this talk about how everything's going to be wonderful in the land, and then this warning. Don't think that you did that by yourself. God gave you the ability to work. Um, and then it's a little bit subtle in there, but the, the idea is God is generous with you, so you who have prospered with what god has given you need to be generous with other people Um, that's kind of an oversimplification but i think still a relevant way of thinking about that deuteronomy and that to me was the lead in to thinking about the second corinthians passage now if you didn't get one of these um there's more on the back there. Uh, we'll follow those those steps. Although this is, uh, we're not using a narrative passage, and these were guidelines. Really, were written with the idea of a narrative passage, but I think we can still get kind of get the point. Um, the Second Corinthians passage is written when Paul was taking a collection um, among various places where he traveled to bring back to Jerusalem where there was a famine and uh, all the people of Jerusalem, but the church particularly was really suffering. And so this was Paul's message to you know, say, here's how and why to give so that your, your spiritual kin back in Jerusalem, who probably very few of them had ever met, um, but you can be sharing with them. So that's kind of the background, and I hope if you can kind of keep that narrative in mind, then the steps will make some sense. Um, so the the Latin words there are, they, they date back to uh, Benedict 600s, so they've been around for a while. The uh, little description under each one comes from Corrine Ware. I took a course with her when I was in Texas. Um, But that's very, very modern, obviously, 1995. So the way this will work is I will read the instruction. Then whoever has the first time through will read aloud. And we'll just take a few moments for silence and then let you contribute to each other uh, what that, that kind of thought brought out from that passage for you. Um, so it's a, it's a group process. Um, I, I, yes, I have been in the passage all week, but I'm, I'm not here to tell you what I thought. I'm here to help you discern what the passage says to you. So, Lexio, to read. Read the passage carefully, getting the sequence and detail without thinking too much about the meaning. Imagine the time of day, season of years, smell of the land, sound of the countryside, the human touches. That's where the Paul's thing comes in. Uh, All the elements that would make the scene real to you. Transport yourself into the setting using your imagination now whoever is reading first if you would please do that
1: what i mean is this the one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop everyone should give whatever they have decided in their heart They shouldn't give without hesitation or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. God has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace. That way, you will have everything you need, always and in everything, to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, God scattered everywhere, God gave to the needy, God's righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting and bread and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Your ministry of this service to God's people isn't only fully meeting their needs, but it is also multiplying in many expressions of thanksgiving to God. They will give honor to God for your obedience to your confession of Christ's gospel. They will do this because this service provides evidence of your obedience. And because your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone, they will also pray for you and they will care deeply for you because of the outstanding grace that God has given to you thanks God thanks be to God for their gift that words can't describe.
2: I see some pens moving. Are there things that
0: you would like to share with the gathered folk here? Yeah, probably for the benefit of those at home. Passing the mic is a good idea, and we're close enough together that we can just hand it to whoever's next.
3: This one is fine? Okay, there we go. You're all good, Sam. Um, I was just thinking about the background that uh, you mentioned, uh, Norm. I don't think you know, I, I had a pretty thick biblical education growing up, and I think it was I was in graduate school before I heard that Paul was a relief worker, that he you know was taking up this collection to bring back to Jerusalem. Um, and and I don't think that that was a part of my explanation of who who Paul was or what he did until that particular point. Um, and I always thought that maybe that was underemphasized. Um, so I, I I was thinking about that a lot um as I was reading this passage. And kind of the is puns the right word? The the sheer number of the sheer number of uh, agricultural metaphors that are being used here. Precisely to emphasize the like uh, the the famine in, in Jerusalem:
0: I'll offer one thing that occurred to me this week. Uh, when I got to the "God loves a cheerful giver line, I remember that being used almost in isolation, uh, you know. All right, you better be cheerful about making your pledge and keeping it up all year. Um, rather than what I think is the tone here, is don't give with hesitation or because of pressure. I think the NRSV says under compulsion. So I, I think Paul would not be happy with the idea of pressurized. Uh, Stewardship campaigns. Okay, we'll move on to the second time. Meditato, meditate. And that's not, we're going to get to contemplate later. So this is not that deep kind of thing. This is thinking about. The scripture thinking about the meaning of what this uh, why is this here, Uh, what is the significance of this passage in the bigger scheme of things. Uh, What does this piece mean, how does this affect an understanding of God of conduct, do you see yourself in any of the characters in the passage there's not really characters here, but you know, can you see yourself in this setting in some way so now whoever is going to read number two if you would do that please
3: what i mean is this the one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop and the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop everyone should give whatever they have decided in their heart They shouldn't give with hesitation or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. God has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace. That way, you will have everything you need always, and in everything provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, God scattered everywhere, God gave to the needy, God's righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Your ministry of this service to God's people isn't only fully meeting their needs, but it is also multiplying in many expressions of thanksgiving to God. They will give honor to God for your obedience to your confession of Christ's gospel. They will do this because this service provides evidence of your obedience and because of your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone. They will also pray for you, and they will care deeply for you because of the outstanding grace that God has given to you. Thank God for their gift that words can't describe.
2: Okay, you have something to... Share for the good of all.
0: I don't. um, I actually didn't bother go looking it (laughs) up, and I don't think this Bible is going to have that reference. No, this is. And if you know Paul, you know that he doesn't always, word for word, quote exactly what the Old Testament said. He gets started with something, and then he shapes it to where he wants to go. Just it's a paraphrase of Psalm 112. 112, OK. You want to read what you think the original might have been?
3: Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will never. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor.
0: And so I look at that. That psalm and and Paul's, you said paraphrase. It's more like a what would go in an executive summary. You
2: know?
3: <laughs> well, it's about the the righteous in this version, but I don't know if I don't. I mean, I could try to look up a version from the Septuagint and see if he's he's got that in front of him. He might have he might have the Greek version in front of him rather than.
0: Matthew, you want to pursue that now that we, we have an idea of what it might have come from?
2: Yeah, yeah, you're good, okay.
4: Something that I have a question about is the response of the people that you have helped, and here he's pretty, very confident that they will be um, appreciative and that's you know not always the case.
0: Well, and that appreciation comes in. I mean, with it is prayer. I mean that there, there's a reciprocity here. They're going to pray for you. Uh, now, presumably, Paul has some idea of what the people in Jerusalem are up to, but he knows them at least.
5: So, to the part about. Um... What this piece means i don't know i'm not going to presume to know but um how it affects our understanding of god i keep in in thinking about this passage it's um encouraging us to have obedience and um to be generous with our obedience um to obey with generosity but uh, I, I think about other places in scripture where we're told that we're the vessel, and I I have this image as I'm thinking about uh, this passage encouraging us to, in our abundance and um our knowledge that we always have more than enough, even if we feel like we're in a hard spot and we don't have something to share, there's always enough to share. Um So in that obedience, I, I think about how god is structuring all of this that of course god can give generously to all but he wants to use us he wants us to be that vessel to pour out god's love to others so um yeah i i think it tells us more about god wanting to use us
0: i think there is a parallel here again with the deuteronomy passage and this passage that in our generosity we are participating in the divine life we are participating in god's life of generosity Um, you know it's not just that oh we got enough stuff that we can give some of it away it's we're in partnership with god we get to do this with god okay
4: briefly um one thing i just have a question about is our crop is righteousness in verse 10, and I'm not totally sure what that means, or if I want my crop to be righteousness. Um, Do I want to be generous with righteousness? That feels strange to me. So,
0: Paul frequently uses righteousness as the fruit of our life. That image occurs other places in his epistles as well. Uh, you know the where, where we're going, what what we bear. I, I suppose this might go to some of the conversation we had about the vine and the branches earlier. That we're bearing fruit, and that fruit is righteousness, and and we give it away. And the the linguist people among us could probably clarify this even more but there is a in both greek and hebrew there is a connection between the words for righteousness and the words for justice they're they're not pulled apart like we we tend to the righteousness is my personal thing and justice is you know that i mean they righteousness be, means being just but it also means being generous it's you know, you, you can't say, well, that, that person created their own problems, so, you know, you don't have to be generous to them. OK, let's move on. Oratio, prayer. Um, Allow your feelings to surface as you read the passage again. Do you feel happy, sad, angry, or guilty? Silently or verbally, talk this through with God. Tell God what you feel about what you have read. Comment in your prayer on anything in the passage to which you respond. And I think well, whoever's reading third can read, and then we'll pray. Uh, I know Rachel's going to have a organized our prayer time. You know, just a minute. But the uh, you know you can pray silently if you want to say something aloud. So that we're in on your prayer, that's fine too, but, uh, but let's not talk about prayer, let's pray.
4: What I mean is this, the one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop. And the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop. Everyone should give whatever they have decided in their heart. They shouldn't give with hesitation or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. God has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace. That way, you will have everything you need always and in everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, God scattered everywhere, God gave to the needy, God's righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Your ministry of this service to God's people isn't only fully meeting their needs, but it is also multiplying in many expressions of thanksgiving to God. They will give honor to God for your obedience to your confession of Christ's gospel. They will do this because this service provides evidence of your obedience, and because of your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone, they will also pray for you and they will care deeply for you because of the outstanding grace that God has given to you. Thank God for their gift that words can't describe.
0: I'm going to move us then to contemplato um to contemplate sit quietly breathe deeply and regularly you'll notice that this is kind of going sequentially getting you a little more into this kind of thing let your mind go blank as you quiet your inner self simply listen to your heart or in your heart if you receive some impression or thought quietly notice it then focus your attention on remaining open If you have no thoughts or impressions, return your mind to the scripture passage. After a bit, open your eyes, rested and refreshed, expressing gratitude for your experience. And I will assume this will be an entirely silent time until I bring it to an end.
6: (laughs) The one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop. the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop everyone should give whatever they have decided in their mind they should not give without hesitation or because of pressure god loves a cheerful giver god has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace That way you will have everything you need always and in everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, God distributed everywhere. God gave to the needy. God's righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Your ministry of this service to God's people isn't only fully meeting their needs, but it is also multiplying in many expressions of thanksgiving to God. They will give honor to God for your obedience to your confession of Christ's gospel they will do this because this service provides evidence of your obedience and because of your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone they will also pray for you they will care deeply for you because of the outstanding grace that god has given to you thank god for their gift that words cannot describe
2: and mm-hmm. Thank you.